A happy Thanksgiving to all, a happy and safe holiday shopping season to all as well. Can you uh, can you imagine? It's basically already Christmas. I'm Manny Rodriguez. Welcome back to another edition of the Knicks Nation podcast presented by New York Sports Nation. New York Sports Nation enhancing your New York fan experience. A two-in-one week for the Knicks, but it continues to be the same story night in and night out for the Knicks. Let's get it rolling. We'll start with the game against the Rockets at the Garden on Saturday. And after watching the Knicks' performance against the team that came into the contest at 1-14, I think I am ready to label the Knicks as pretenders in the Eastern Conference. Another disgusting start for the Knicks as they made five shots in the entire first quarter, shooting 22% in the opening frame. Uh, The Knicks mustered up 13 points against the Houston Rockets at home. That sentence in itself is unacceptable. Uh, Respectfully, uh, there are a handful of teams in the NBA that will be incredibly bad this year. And the Houston Rockets might be the worst of them. Uh, You think that the bench provided some spark in that first quarter? Uh, Nope. All five shots and all 13 points scored in the opening quarter were by the starters. Luckily for the Knicks, they were playing the worst team in the A. Um, Some awful passes and shot selection marred the start of the game. It was just 21-13 after one, the Rockets led. Um, The Rockets had eight turnovers in the quarter, and yet the Knicks only scored 13 points. Rather troubling. Um, a, be- a better second quarter for New York, Evan Fournier found the release point in the second. He scored eight in that aforementioned second quarter. The team as a whole shot 53% from the field and 44% from deep. They outscored the Rockets 34-26 to in the second stanza. And like a good team should, the Knicks erased their deficit from earlier in the game uh, to go into the locker room at the half tied at 47-47. to Uh, Just 35% from the field in the half for the Knicks and 37% from deep. Um, Contrary to the trend of the season, the Knicks and their starters did not have a third quarter that made you want to gouge your eyes out. Um, The Knicks starting unit actually shot 50% from the field in the third quarter, but the Rockets, give credit to that young team, uh, they kept answering each each Knicks bucket Um, The Rockets were able to answer with a bucket of their own. Houston actually would end up winning the third quarter 26-25 and had a one-point lead going into the fourth quarter. And surely, again, as a Knicks fan, you know, the Knicks were coming into the contest uh, two games above 500 or a game above 500. They were 8-7 and when this game happened. Um being down by one entering the fourth quarter against this Houston Rockets team. Again, no disrespect, Houston, but you got a problem. This team is going to be absolutely horrendous, and I think Houston has already gotten a taste of that considering that coming into this game, they only had one win, and they had not recorded a win in almost a month. Um, But again, the Rockets had this one-point lead going into the fourth quarter and into this uh, season of giving thanks. Um, Thank goodness for Alec Burks. Alec Burks makes his blunders occasionally, especially on inbound passes. I don't know why he's been an inbound passer. I don't think he's very good at it. But 
I am so thankful for Burks, and I am so thankful that he is a Nick. Um, he locked up defensively and made some big shots in that fourth quarter. 17 of his 20 points came in the fourth quarter. Kemba Walker did not walk on the court at all in the final quarter as Emmanuel quickly played the entire fourth quarter, adding 10 points to Burks' 17. No R.J. Barrett in the fourth quarter either. Uh, the Rockets scored 26 as a team in the final frame. Um, despite Houston shooting 46% from the field, they go 2-for-10 from deep in the fourth quarter. The Knicks, again, led by their bench, shot 53% from the field and 55% from deep in the fourth quarter. And like a good team does against a bad team, they finish them off. However, the Rockets led for most of the game. Uh, the, the Knicks were lucky that the Rockets eventually ran out of fuel. Uh, Knicks 106, Rockets 99 at MSG on Saturday. Six Rockets score in double digits, led by Christian Woods' 18 points. Jalen Green was right behind him with 16 points in his MSG debut. Uh, Julius Randle finished with 16 points and 10 rebounds. Fournier had a fine night. Again, he had been struggling entering the contest, but it looks as though he might have shaken out of it. 19 points on 7-for-13 shooting from the field and 5-for-10 from deep. Uh, quickly finished with 13 points. Barrett had 11, but on 4-for-13 shooting and 1-for-5 from deep. Barrett's struggles continue, and I'm telling you, when, Bar when R.J. Barrett struggles, this man struggles, all in caps. I mean... When R.J. Barrett falls into a bit of a slump, um, that slump is something rather irritating because he falls into a deep, deep struggle and it, it seems as though he is unable to claw back. But when he does claw back and does find a rhythm, he can be almost automatic. He can be 20 points a night. But when he struggles, it's tough to watch. Um, Five men scored in double digits for the Knicks. However, they lose Mitchell Robinson. The big man was hit in the face. He is in concussion protocol. The win for the Knicks over the Rockets puts them at 9-7. and seven. Not a lot of time to rest for the Knicks, as in the next night they were in the Windy City to take on the Bulls. Second game of the season against the Bulls, both of them in Chicago. The Knicks were victorious in their first meeting. In that meeting, the Knicks led from the second quarter on. Five men scored in double digits that night, led by Barrett's 20 points. No Robinson and no Gibson this time around. Robinson in concussion protocol. Gibson with a groin injury. How did they fare on Sunday night? Well, not as well. The Knicks ran into a good team. The Bulls were 11-5 and entering the game and played well, but were basically behind all night were the Knicks. Fournier was able to cut back door on a layup and score the first two points of the game, obviously giving New York the lead. The Bulls answered back about 30 seconds later with a layup to tie it, and then Zach Levine powered one in to make it a 4-2 Bulls lead. And from that point on, it would be a long time until the Knicks would get close to the lead again. In that fourth quarter, excuse me, in that first quarter, Julius Randle took the leadership role, scoring 10 points in the first quarter, five, four for five from the field, um, shot only one three-pointer and made it. 
Um, but none of Randall's starting unit buddies wanted to help again. Barrett with a donut in the first, 0 for 4 from the field, no shots from deep or from the line. Fournier with a whopping two points. He was 1 for 4 from the field, 0 for 2 from deep. Walker with just one assist, 0 for 2 from the field. It was ugly. Uh, Nerlens Noel had zero points, but respectfully, I believe Nerlens Noel knows his role, and Knicks fans should know his role as a defensive anchor. Nerlens Noel will not go out and get you 20 points a night when you need it, but respectfully, again, I think he knows that, and I think Knicks fans know that, and I think Knicks fans should be happy with the role um, of Nerlens Noel. At one point, the Knicks had twice as many turnovers as they had field goals. The starter struggles made things tough for the Knicks. They shot 33% from the field and 20% from deep and trailed after one quarter, 25-20. to 20. In second quarter, well, more of the same. Starters combined for just seven points in the second quarter. Kemba Walker did not play in the quarter. And uh, stop me if you've heard this before. Burks, Rose, and Quickly played well off the bench in the quarter. Uh, they each were able to chip in with five points. The Knicks shoot 38% from the field, 29% from deep. But it was the 11 for 12 from the free throw line that kept them treading, uh, treading water. The Bulls shot 53% from the field, 38% from deep, but shot just three free throws in that second quarter. The Bulls edged out the Knicks in the second quarter, 26 to 25, and headed into the half with a 51 to 45 lead. And maybe the Knicks have turned the corner when it comes to the third quarter of Doom. There was no third quarter of Doom for a second straight game. Randall went off, scoring 13 points in the quarter, 5 for 7 from the field, 3 for 3 from the line, shot once from behind the arc in the quarter and missed. Um, he played the entire third quarter, did uh, Julius Randall. Kemble Walker rose from the graveyard in the quarter. He added... Another seven points in the in the uh, third quarter on three for seven shooting, and one for four from deep. Walker played all but twenty five seconds of the third quarter. The Knicks, as a team, struggled uh, from deep in the quarter in the third quarter, going one for eight. But the Bulls' struggle in the quarter actually gave the Knicks the lead for a moment. The Bulls went eight for twenty one from the field and one for six from deep. The Knicks win the third quarter 29 to 21 and after 3 quarters the Knicks held a slim 74 to 72 lead. And then for the second straight night, Kemba Walker did not play in the fourth quarter. Evan Fournier after that great game last night did not play in the fourth quarter. Burks, Rose and Quickly played the entire fourth quarter as they joined uh, Randall and Barrett to close the game. But the Bulls' offense showed out and overpowered the Knicks' defense that still has not been quite at the same caliber as last year's team. The Bulls exploded to go 10 for 18 from the field, 5 for 8 from deep, 12 for 14 from the free throw line. They outscored the Knicks 37 to 29 in the fourth quarter, despite the Knicks shooting a respectable 11 from 24 from the field and 3 for 7 from deep. But compared to the Bulls' 14 shots from the line in the fourth quarter, the Knicks shot five as the refs made their presence felt in that fourth quarter. Bulls 109, Knicks 103, the final on Sunday. 
at the United Center. Uh, if you eliminate the 34 points on 13 for 19 shooting from the field, 1 for 2 from deep, and 7 for 8 from the line at a Julius Randle plus his 10 rebounds, the starters combined for 25 points. Walker had 7, Fournier had 3, Noel had 6, and Barrett had 9. Barrett was able to record 15 rebounds in the game, which is a fine yet failing deodorant for the nine points that he scored. And a credit to Michael Kay of the Yes Network and of 98.7 FM ESPN New York for the deodorant metaphor, and it's a really a good one. I mean, yeah, you see R.J. Barrett able to grab in 15 rebounds, and you see your swingman, your young swingman do that, and you just, uh, it's, it's like a dream watching R.J. Barrett grab 15 rebounds. But again, it's really just a deodorant for the nine points that he put up. Um, it's, it's, it's great when you look at the box score and see that Barrett was able to grab 15 rebounds, but man, nine points, his offensive struggles are really something disheartening. Something disheartening. Um, Burks, Quickly, and Toppin each had double digits off the bench in the loss. Rose had nine points. For the Bulls, DeMar DeRozan had 31 points. Zach Levine added 21. Lonzo Ball had 11. And the loss drops the Knicks to 9-8 and eight on the season. And, well, all of that leads us into Tuesday night's matchup. Two of the most popular brands in the National Basketball Association and the world, really. Uh, they did battle on the hallowed court of Madison Square Garden, the New York Knicks and the Los Angeles Lakers, a game on national television, TNT, Kevin Harlan, a man who needs no introduction on the call with the awful color commentator who provides zero analysis, always gloating about reaching the playoffs but falling to Jordan and the ringless Reggie Miller. Uh, the game lost a bit of its luster in the days leading into the game as the NBA handed a fair one-game suspension to Lakers forward LeBron James for elbowing Pistons center Isaiah Stewart in the game before in Detroit. Um, then the game nearly lost all of its luster when it was announced that Lakers forward Anthony Davis was questionable with non-COVID non flu-like symptoms, um, but he did end up playing. Um, the Knicks went out there without Mitchell Robinson, still in that concussion protocol, Taj Gibson with that sore groin, and Derrick Rose did not play. He picked up a sore right ankle. And things, well, without those three guys, things were going very well for the Knicks early. Everything was falling for them. Score, uh, Randall scored 10 points on 4-for-7 shooting and 1-for-2 from deep and 1-for-2 from the line, while Barrett scored 9 points all of his points coming from behind the arc. He went 3-for-4 from deep in that first quarter as both Randall and Barrett played the entire quarter. Um, Evan Fournier's inconsistent week continued after a great game against the Rockets and a dud against the Bulls. Well, to finish the week, his stock finished on the rise. He scored 11 points in that quarter on 3-for-5 shooting from deep. The Knicks shot 57% from the quarter and 50% from deep, 5-for-6 from the line, 36 points for the Knicks in that opening quarter as they held the Lakers to 8-for-24 from the field, rest in peace Kobe, 8-for-24 from the field, 2-for-8 from deep, 2-for-5 from the line, and just 20 points. 
in the second quarter, more of the same early. Let's make sure we put that out there early. Burks made a jumper. Alec Burks made a jumper and was fouled on the shot. And after converting the and one with 7.04 left in the second quarter, the Knicks led 54-29, to a 25-point lead. It was, it was around this point where the fool named Reggie Miller decided to not give the Knicks any credit for their effort after Harlan said the Knicks are hitting on every part of their offense tonight. The air for brains Miller responded by saying, and I quote verbatim, you could, he stuttered, you could say that, Kevin, you're being kind. The Lakers defense absolutely stinks right now. And he followed that quote up. Um, with absolutely zero analysis, according to Miller, it was more of the Lakers' ineptitude on defense rather than the Knicks' offense playing well. Turner Sports needs to send him to the sun because his color commentary is as good as his second-half performance in his first game against Jordan when Jordan scored 40 second-half points to Miller's two. He's awful at this. Anyway, a 25-point lead for the Knicks at almost the halfway mark of the second quarter. Did you think the Knicks would cruise and give their fans peace of mind? (laughs) You are sadly mistaken, so was I. The Knicks were actually outscored in the second quarter by the Lakers 31-27. The Knicks shot 50% from the field in the second, but 25% from deep. The Lakers shot 41% from the field and 33% from deep, but 10 for 14 from the line as they clawed their way back. A 25-point Knicks lead earlier in the second quarter was trimmed to just a 12-point Knicks lead at the half. Uh, The Lakers' momentum continued into the third quarter as it seems as though the third quarter of doom has reappeared. The Knicks shot just 32% from the field and 33% from downtown. The Lakers went 12 for 26 from the field, 4 for 8 from deep. The Lakers outscored the Knicks 30-20 to in the third quarter as a 25-point lead evaporated just like that. Twice, late in the third, actually, the Lakers were able to tie the game up. Eight Knicks took the floor in the fourth quarter. And uh, stay with me here. Ready? Eight Knicks played in that fourth quarter. Burks played 12 minutes. Quickly played 12 minutes. Fournier played 11 minutes and 25 seconds. Obi Toppin played 10 minutes and 46 seconds. Nerlens Noel played 9 minutes and 16 seconds. Julius Randle played 3 minutes and 56 seconds. R.J. Barrett played 36 seconds. And Kemba Walker played 2 seconds. An ugly fourth quarter offensively for both teams... New York shoots 8-for-20 from the field, 4-for-6 from deep, and 3-for-4 from the free-throw line. Los Angeles shoots 5-for-19 from the field, 2-for-11 from deep, and 7-for-9 from the free-throw line. It was a struggle for both teams to get points, but it was the Knicks, led again by their bench, outscoring the Lakers in the fourth quarter, 23-19. to Knicks 106, Lakers 100, the final score at the Garden on Tuesday. Uh, nine Knicks players saw the court and six of them scored in double digits. Fournier bounced back. He had 26 points on 57% shooting, 67% from deep, and 4-for-4 four four from the free throw line. He led the Knicks in scoring. 
Randall had uh, 20 points and 16 rebounds as he continues to prove that although the ball does stick to him when he has it, he isn't to blame for the team's struggles. Quickly had 14 off the bench. Barrett, Toppin, and Burks each had 12 points as well. Uh, Russell Westbrook, well, he had a triple-double with 31 points, leading all scorers, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists. And uh, six turnovers sprinkled in there as well. As for the 48th time in his career, uh, Russell Westbrook team Russell Westbrook's team loses when he scores a triple-double. 48th time that happens in Westbrook's career. He scores a triple-double in a loss. And uh, even though he was under the weather, Anthony Davis simply did not look like the best big man in the league. I think that title, if it was ever his, has been stripped from him. I believe that title belongs to some Greek guy over in Wisconsin. Um, but I, I understand that he was under the weather. He didn't look like the best big man in the lead, but he still scored 20 points, but he just recorded six rebounds in that game. Uh, the Knicks win puts them at 10-8 and eight as we gobble up some turkey. Two games above 500 for the Knicks at Thanksgiving. All right, Knicks fans, here's the upcoming schedule for your beloved Knickerbockers, and it's a tough one. I'm not going to lie to you. It starts on Friday, November 26th. They'll host the Phoenix Suns as Alfred Payton makes his return to Madison Square Garden. Alfred Payton has not played over the last, what, 14, 15 games for the Suns. The Suns have been one of the best teams in the NBA as of late. Heading into the ball game, the Suns are 15-3. and three. You can catch that game 7 p.m. on MSG again Friday, November 26th. Again, not too much time for rest for New York. After that game, excuse me, after that game on Friday at home against the Suns, they will be on the road on Saturday, November 27th, as they'll do a rematch of the first round of yesterday's, or of yesterday's, of last year's NBA playoffs. The Knicks will be in Atlanta to take on Trey Young and the Hawks. 6.30 p.m. tip-off on MSG. That's on Saturday. Tuesday, November 30th, they'll be at the Clays. That's an awful name. That's an awful name. But they'll be at the Little Brothers' house. They will be at the Brooklyn Nets, 7.30 p.m. Not on uh, local TV. No MSG or no yes for that contest. Tuesday, November 30th at the Brooklyn Nets, 7.30 p.m. on TNT. And on Thursday, December 2nd, the Chicago Bulls will come to town for the first time this season. Third matchup between the Bulls and the Knicks. That's a 7.30 p.m. tip-off on MSG. And if you're not in the tri-state area, you can also catch that game on NBA TV. So there you go. Versus the Suns at the Hawks at the Nets versus the Bulls. The upcoming schedule for the Knicks as things get tougher for New York. And there you have it. The Knicks go 2-1 this past week and have four games over the next six games, and all four games are going to be doozies. Um, This part of the schedule is going to be a huge litmus test on the Knicks and where they stand. Again, not only do they have the Suns, the Hawks, the Nets, and the Bulls coming this week, but not far ahead on the schedule are the Nuggets, the Bucks, and the Warriors. Um, So 
it's time to to really see what the Knicks are made of over the next two to three weeks or so, and it's going to be fun recording. Um, I couldn't fit it into this podcast, but I wrote a piece on who needs to step up in that Knicks starting unit. I released that on Friday, the same day that I'm releasing this podcast. And uh, last week, I wrote a piece on why Quickly and Toppin need more minutes, and it seems as though that continues to be true. Um very well then. So the Knicks 10 and 8 post Thanksgiving. Again, we sound, and I mentioned this in the article that I wrote, we sound miserable. We really do. But this 10 and 8, um, this 10 and 8 start for the Knicks is the best start the Knicks have had in quite some time. So although it's been rather frustrating to watch because you know what this team is capable of, Knicks fans, you're still watching one of the best starts the Knicks have had in recent memory. So enjoy it. Um, again, I hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving, and I wish you all a happy and safe holiday shopping season. Good luck getting what you need. I am Manny Rodriguez, and this is the Knicks Nation podcast presented by New York Sports Nation. New York Sports Nation, enhancing your New York fan experience. We'll see you next week. Peace. Go Knicks.